In 2019, Jake Baker made a video of his favorite films of the 2019s. Well, I guess that video actually came out in 2020, I think. I don't even remember anymore. Hey, this is the redo. <laughs> yeah, boy. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Clear Tinted Classics, the show where I, your host, Jake Ryan Baker, watch classic movies for the very first time, but guess what? It's not one of those episodes. This is a filler episode. Um, Yeah, had a weird week. Got my second dose of the COVID vaccine. Got behind on my work. And the episode I'm currently editing to put out is the massive Lord of the Rings episode. And I just, I haven't had time to get to it. So you're getting a filler episode. I didn't even know what it was going to be until just now. I was texting one of my friends and I was like, man, I wish I could redo my 2019 movies list. And I was like, you know what? Idea for the show. I'll do that, I guess. So if you don't know by now, I also have a YouTube channel. It's just my name, Jake Ryan Baker. I've been trying to kind of make myself Jake Ryan Baker on most platforms. I've been successful for the most part. But my YouTube channel, that's what it's called. And a while back, I put out a list of my favorite films from 2019. And it was way too long. I don't know what I was thinking. I think subconsciously I wanted to flex maybe on like how many movies I saw that year. And so I ended up putting like, let's see here, 28 fucking movies on my list. No one needs to be putting 28. I mean, I talk about a lot of them very briefly, so... I don't waste too much time, but I need to learn to be better about paring things down, being more selective. It's it's an issue I have in, in all facets of my life. I have trouble making lists, and I, I'm always afraid to leave something out. When I do my photography, I pick way too many photos to edit, and it creates more work than it needs to be. My episodes for this are too long. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I guess it's a part of my nature, but... I'm going to try not to make this episode too terribly long because the whole point of it is I need to do a quick turnaround on it. But let's, let's if you've never seen my video, that's fine. I'm j- I'm going to be reading off the, the movie, so you don't have to go watch it. I do. I am proud of the work that I did for the video. I, I put in a lot of work for it and, and I'm happy with how it turned out. I did. I didn't film myself for that. Uh, it's just pure clips and poster shots and, and it was, it was a good learning experience. It took a long time too. It is dumb that I'm just, I, I just, I have uh, like the majority of my YouTube content that isn't my films is just me talking about lists of films I like. And I just, I haven't done anything to establish why anyone should even pay attention to what my tastes are. So it's, it's a weird way to get into YouTubing. and, And the thing that's been hanging over my head is. I've it's it is now May when I'm recording this and I've been meaning to do I haven't even filmed anything yet for my best of 2020 list and part of that's because I haven't even watched all the movies I think I should watch for it as it stands right now I have like I think nine movies on that list uh, that I'm considering for the list and I'm like well it should probably be 10 but I'm almost like maybe it's for the best but there's also so many movies that I haven't watched yet that I haven't gotten around to. And just, I don't know. It, it's ridiculous. Everything's so ridiculous. Um, I need to do more video essay stuff. Or at least where I really drill down on a single movie and, and get my thoughts. I don't know. It's pointless. Uh, 
So my video starts off with this is essentially it's kind of me me reviewing my own video. <laughs> it's kind of silly, but it starts off with me talking about the movies that I didn't see that year that I thought were worth paying attention to. And I just wanted to kind of shout out the films I didn't get around to seeing of that list. It's a pretty long list. I forgot how many movies I put on there. And there's, there's, it reminded me of some, I was like, I really need to get around to watching that. But of that list, the four movies I have seen since I made that video are portrait of a lady on fire, Joker, one cut of the dead and knives out. And here's what I'll say about those knives out is fun. I like it just fine. I've watched it a couple times now, actually. And, and I like it. It's, it's, it's interesting. There's not that much going on with it. The mystery is interesting. I think it's really carried by the really good cast and the performances, but yeah, it's fine. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have cracked this list, especially if I was actually, I'm, uh, break, if I was only including my top 10, wouldn't have gotten close. Uh, one cut of the dead, very fun movie, very interesting idea for a movie it's this japanese zombie movie kind of not to spoil it it's it's really cool it might it would have gotten pretty high on on my list uh wouldn't have cracked the top 10 or anything um but yeah joker i hated that fucking movie i'm not going to get too deep into it because some people really like it and that's fine i think it's a massively overrated piece of dog shit it's ridiculous that people think it's like some kind of masterpiece when it's just it's nothing it's a nothing movie it means nothing. It's not that good. The cinematography is actually not good. The score sucks. I love Joaquin Phoenix, and I think he's a terrific actor, but he spends half the movie just crouched over smoking. It's it's ridiculous. The movie's so stupid. I can't believe how much some people like it. And, you know, apologies to one of the guests of the Lord of the Rings episode, Josh. Uh, I love Josh to death, and I, I highly respect his opinion on film and I, I love his enthusiasm for especially the superhero genre because he, he approaches it in a way that isn't just it's not just this weird fanboy Marvel shit he, he definitely he has reasons why he likes things and why things click with him and I, I really respect that that being said I hate this fucking movie I originally gave it half a star and then I was like well it's not a half a star movie but I just, I don't know. I was feeling kind of vindictive at the time. My family watched it and they fucking loved it. I, I don't know. It didn't click with me. I have some weird bone to pick with it and I'm not sure why. Uh, last but not least, even in the video, I make a special shout out to Portrait of a Lady on Fire because I just, there, there had been no way for me to watch it until after I made that video. I finally watched it. It's incredible. I love it. I won't spoil anything, but it would and will make my revised top 10 uh, so yeah, the rest of the list, I never got around to shame on me. It was a lot, uh, but whatever. So <laughs> getting into my list, first movie I talk about number 28 <laughs> at Astra. I just, I don't know. I saw it that year and I apparently felt the need to put it on the list. I do need to watch it again with subtitles just because I missed so much of the movie, but it has no business being on my personal end of the year list. I don't know why it's there. I clearly just included it because I saw it. Um, I think I kind of felt bad because my coworker is the one that brought me to see it. And I didn't want to just say, ooh, a movie that you made me come see I didn't like because it feels shitty. But the fact of the matter was, it was I didn't really like it. There wasn't a whole lot going on. And Natasha Leone's in it for two seconds, and that's the most exciting part to me. <laughs> but my number 27 
was Greener Grass. I actually am surprised. I didn't remember ranking Greener Grass this low. Greener Grass is a very interesting, unique movie. It's funny in a way that I've not seen almost any movie be. Uh, I, I wish I would have put it higher, actually. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a top 10 of this year for me. And I do remember thinking it overstays its welcome just a little bit. But it is such an interesting, unique movie. And I, I think more people, I hope people have found it and watched it at this point. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. And I, I still think about it sometimes. And I still, there's like people I... Uh, watch online who they they still make jokes about it where they, they love that part where they're like you're a school uh, don't call your mother a school it, it's just so it's just so weird and fun I don't know I, I wish I would have put it higher on my list I don't have a specific rate where I would put it at this point but it's just yeah it deserved better motherless Brooklyn however did not there's no reason to have put that on my list it's such a nothing movie I think the only thing I liked about it was as Oscar Beatty as it was it didn't go as hard into that as I thought it would. But that being said, it, it's just, I mean, I forget what even barely happens in that movie. I it shouldn't, it had no business being on my list. Shazam. I really like the director. He's a, he's a, seems like such a great dude. I love his YouTube channel, Pony Smasher, David F. Sandberg. But yeah, I mean, it had no business being on my end of the year list. It's, it's fine. It's a fun superhero movie, whatever. Didn't need to be on there. Hustlers. I think I just wanted to like it more than I did. I really did like the lead performances and I liked their relationship, but no business being on my list. Pretty much the exact same case for Dolomite. I was like, holy shit, Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes. I love them so much. This movie's a nothing movie. I barely remember any of it. It was pleasant, but I mean, it's just, I mean, no, it's not my, my top of the year list. Like what, what am I doing? I, don't, I don't know why I put 28 movies on my best of the year list. It's crazy. It, like, it's fine if you want to, like, list some honorable mentions really quick. But I, I was, like, officially giving these slots and rating them. I went a little crazy. This is, like, one of my first official YouTube videos I made. So, I don't know. I haven't made a lot. And the fact that I'm already critiquing one is, is ridiculous. But I need content for this stupid podcast and it just seemed like a fun thing to talk about so here we are uh looks like my number 22 is climax i actually do wish i'd put that a little higher that's a cool movie uh wouldn't have been in my top 10 but i don't know it was really interesting i still think about it sometimes i really want to watch it again and it's a movie i'd love to like subject people to i think that would be a lot of fun it's like such a trippy movie and it's really unique and I, I think I, even though I didn't really watch it in the best setting, I was kind of just in a sunlit room lo- lounging on a couch at our local uh, cinema center, which is it's just called Cinema Center, our local sort of uh, art house theater. Uh, it, but yeah, it still it still worked and it was interesting. And I love Sofia Botella. I don't know how to feel about the director. He seems very hit or miss, but I, I, this definitely should have went higher on my list. I, don't, I think I just, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, John Wick 3, it was fun, but why is it on my best of the year list? It's no business. It's cool. I like the John Wick series. Uh, these next two, I know why they're on the list. It was me trying to be like, ooh, I went to a, a festival and I saw movies. That that was like my whole angle with these. I have number 20, Last Call, and number 19, Before You Know It. Both very solid movies. And I, I keep wondering why the hell I put last call below before you know it because before you know it was just a 
pretty s- decent drama comedy whatever I, I really appreciated that the lead actor was also the director and she did a good job but i mean it's fine it's just a pleasant interesting movie i mean interesting kind of interesting i mean it is what it is last call at least has the gimmick of it being all one take split screen going for it but even then it's still just a really solid drama but again no business being on my end of the year list i i just i definitely was just trying to flex and be like "Ooh, i saw these movies and you've probably never even heard of them it's just shitty behavior and i mean the only thing that's nice about it is by putting movies like that on my list if someone sees my video and it does bring attention to the movies that's cool because they deserve attention i wouldn't have put them on my list if i hated them or anything i thought they were good movies it's just they weren't the ones that were the best of the year i just was you know flexing i guess uh probably the first really notable film on here is uh book smart i thought it was really fun um but i've since rewatched it and i was just like i really like this fucking movie and i would have put it a lot higher on my list uh, it's at 18 right now uh, on my old video, but I don't know. I would I would have put it I would have put it above a lot of the things that are actually above it in my official video at this point. I, I've watched it two or three times now, I think, and I just I like it a lot. I like the character dynamics. It's just I don't know. Olivia Wilde's actually a cool director, and she's got another movie coming out pretty soon, and I will watch it because I'm interested in her as a filmmaker. Uh, it, it's exciting. Another movie. I probably should have put a little higher on the list, The Farewell. I think it was like literally the last movie I watched before I made the video. And uh, it's just really solid. I don't think it's top 10 material, but it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's it's a good movie. I, I think about it every once in a while. I really like the concept and the fact that the whole movie like manages to... Just, <laughs> the fact that the whole movie manages to revolve around that concept is really interesting and it's well executed. And the performances are great. And I, I don't know. It was just a really pleasant movie. Maybe it's kind of where it belongs. It's sort of the middle of this list. But I think I'd put it over some of the other films that I ended up putting over it for sure. A little low, but I think that was just part partly because I didn't have a lot of time to ruminate on it. Which is ironic since I do this show where the entire point is I barely give myself time to think about the movie. So I don't know. What am I even doing? <laughs> uh my number 16 is Avengers Endgame. I mean, it's like, it was such an achievement. And I was I was very impressed by the film and, and what they accomplished. And I'm still, I'm planning on making a fucking Black Widow video. I'm going to do it. I swear. I, I've been, I've been really thinking about getting into video essay stuff. And I've had this Black Widow character video idea for a while. And I mean, this this definitely concludes her saga, and it is an important film for that reason. But as far as like, I don't know, I literally never think about it other than when I'm like, oh, that Black Widow video, what happened in that movie? Oh yeah, okay, so there's that. But I think I even say in the video, I will I'll will probably never watch this movie again. And I, I think that's true. I I don't I don't know why I would ever watch this film again. I know, hey, I'm not trying to get down on people. Like if if the MCU gets you fucking hype. And you love going back to the series and it gets you jacked up. That's great. It's just not my cup of tea. I'd rather spend time on other kinds of films. It's just not my, it's just more my taste. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's, eh, I guess it kind of deserves to be at the spot. Cause I do, I was impressed with it, 
maybe more than I don't know. It's it's in a weird spot. I, I was really shocked when that popped up when I was going back through my video. I was like, oh yeah, I put the ventures really high. Wow, interesting. Um, <laughs> number fifteen was us. I remember thinking when I was making the video, this is the point where I started getting into the stuff that I really, really liked. And I do really like us still. Um, I, I really like what a big swing it was. I, I think it doesn't all come together as smooth, especially I, I hate comparing the two cause it's, there's such different subject matter, but it's not as cohesive as get out. It just isn't, it needed a little more time in the oven. That being said, it's got some really interesting stuff going on, and, and I liked it a lot. I think it is, it's a contender for, for my revised top 10. I'll, I'll tease that a little bit. Um, but uh, one of the very, the, the real big ones here, though, it's so funny, too, because I feel like subconsciously I knew because I used this a still from this film as the thumbnail for this video. And at the time I was like, oh, I'll pick a movie from the middle of the pack. That'll be, make it more, less spoilery. But fact of the matter is this movie has not left my mind since I watched it. And I think about it all the time. I've been looking at posters of it that I want to buy. I just, ah, man, I, I think this movie is actually pretty special and there's so much going on. And that's under the Silver Lake was my number 14. And man, I, I really blue ball i don't know how to how how to phrase it like undersold the movie i think by putting it this low it should be much much higher on my list especially given how much it stuck with me i think that's like the overall theme of this this redo redux whatever you want to call it uh like look going back through my list it's just funny being like i think about that movie all the time and i haven't i forgot i even put that movie on my list and it's somehow this high on the list it's just it's funny what sticks with you. I hear some people talk all the time about movies that win Oscars and it's like, yeah, this movie won this Oscar this year and we never think about it. And here's five other movies that we think about all the time that were also from that year. And I think that's kind of what I found with this 2019 list is I think about under the silver lake a lot and I'm excited to own it. I, I haven't gotten around to buying it yet. Cause it's just, it's just been perpetually on Amazon prime. So anytime I've wanted to, look at it i can i will i will say um i haven't gone and watched the full movie again so maybe i'm like being a little facetious facetious here i hope that's how you say that uh and saying how much i love it it's more about just i almost haven't felt the need to rewatch it too much i've seen watched scenes of it and, and thought about it and read about it and stuff but it's all so vivid in my mind that I don't, I haven't gone back to it yet. I've been saving it almost for like a special occasion. And I don't know, I'm going to probably buy the Blu-ray of it eventually and just watch it. And just, I don't know, I'm an under the silver Lake champion. And maybe part of that's because I did see it in LA and it was a whole experience for me. And maybe that gave me these warm fuzzies, but I just think there's a lot going on and I don't know. I, I, I'd love to be one of those people that maybe makes an analysis on it. I think it's worth it because there's so much. And I, I do need to rewatch it because I know there's so much I've missed too. I've just been kind of letting it settle in my brain before I dive back into it. But Under the Silver Lake fucking rules. Alita Battle Angels, my number 13. And yes, that also rules. No business being that high on this list. I think I was salty because it didn't do as well in theaters as, as it wanted. I mean, I mean, does anything ever do as well as people hope? I mean, 
I mean, yes, sometimes things outperform. This didn't, this was like sequel baiting super hard and it did so bad that they're probably not going to make another one. And I was mad about it. It was like a, it was like the closest to like a good live action anime movie I think I'd seen, but yeah, it, it didn't need to be this high on the list. I, I like it. I love Robert Rodriguez. Um, I, I do think if you like action movies and you like anime and you like all that stuff, like there's no reason why you shouldn't check it out, but it, it didn't need to be that high on my list. There's, I, I definitely would put Booksmark and Under the Silver Lake and Us and probably The Farewell. I, I probably would put all those movies above Alita. Climax, I would. Maybe even Greener Grass, I would. So didn't need to be that high. Whoops. Um, <laughs> number 12 was All Creatures Here Below. Again, this is another flex pick. Uh, the guy who directed it, Colin Shifley. Uh, while we are not close or friends, which is unfortunate, because I, I admire the guy a lot. I have met him and conversed with him, and he is from the same city I was I live in. Not that I live in, but that I work in, that I'm currently recording this podcast in. And it's really cool to see a guy making real deal movies with real deal stars like David Dismulchin and Karen Gillian. And he brought the movie to Fort Wayne, and I saw it, and I was like, yeah, that was cool. I will say... I do think his film Animals that he made before this is the superior movie. This is a very good movie. I think I put it a little higher than I normally would have just because again, I'm biased and I know the guy and I wanted to talk about it. That being said, it absolutely deserves to be talked about. And it's a movie that I'm sure is a little more under people's radar than a lot of the other films on the list. So if I was able to put it on anyone's map, that's really cool. Uh, David Desmolchin is steadily getting more and more famous, and it's really cool that him and Colin uh, collaborate on these movies. They, they they collaborated on Animals and All Creatures Here Below. I believe David Desmolchin wrote the script for both movies, and he's the lead of both movies. And it's just he, he clearly has a really interesting, dark sensibility. And I, definitely every time they work together, I'll be curious to check it out. And then Colin uh, has a movie called... Uh, to die in a gunfight, I believe it's called. It just got picked up by Lionsgate for distribution. Big deal. I, the last, literally, the last time I saw him, he was talking about the production woes of that film, and it's really cool to see they got it. They, they got it up and running. They shot it. It got picked up for distribution. It's, it's, it's fucking happening, man. And I'm, I'm really excited for him. He's a nice guy, uh, but. I guess for the purposes of this, if I'm being honest, I probably would have put it a little, maybe not. I don't know. It, it's in a good spot actually at 12. Uh, I think, I think 12 is pretty proper for it. Um, but it is, it is very good. It's very, very dark, uh, and twisted. And I, I think part of the reason why it didn't hit me as hard as it could have was because I actually was like, oh, I think I understand where this is going. And then it went there and I was like, I was a little ahead of the curve on that. It would have been nice to get that first, viewing like surprise and i'm not normally someone that like jumps the gun on that kind of stuff but there was just something about it that i was like i'm getting this vibe and then when it happened i was like yep okay uh but then i felt bad because i was like having a beer with him after the film and i couldn't stop talking about the thing i just said where i was ahead of the movie and i was like what a shitty thing to say to somebody where you're like yeah i guess where it was coming like, what a blowhard dumb bullshit i don't know i think about that after seeing that movie going out to the bar with him and his friends a lot because I think I really probably made a bad impression, especially since he was just trying to hang with his friends. But I was 
just trying to glom on because I wanted so desperately to network. It's just, I don't know. It's one of those, like, I'm not someone who lays in bed at night thinking of all my past mistakes, but that's pretty high on my like cringe list of, Ooh, I don't like thinking about that night. Cause I, I really, I'm a hundred percent positive. I came off looking stupid and just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Colin's a great guy. I'm very excited for his continued success. Very excited for David Smolchin's continued success. He's uh in the new Suicide Squad movie, and he looks like he's playing a really fun character. I've spent more time on this than I meant to. Uh, but yeah, All Creatures Here Below, totally worth checking out. Probably right about in the right spot for this list, I would say, as well. Okay, here's another really big one. This is uh, under the Silver Lake level stuff uh number 11 for me was midsommar man i fucking love that movie and i don't know why i put it at 11 i think i was scared i think maybe i was just thinking it was better and deeper than i thought it was and i didn't want to go too hard in the paint for it but man of this list this is easily one of the ones i think about and talk about all the time i bring up midsommar all the fucking time I love this movie. I'm not going to spend a bunch of time talking about it. I just think it's so fucking good. It's so well executed. I just, I, I don't, man, if you haven't seen it, then you should see it. It's, it's really interesting. Some people, it doesn't hit the right way, but it fucking works for me. I, I love Ari Aster. I thought Hereditary was great, but I'm a, I'm a mid smart champ, like for sure. Like if you're asking me between the two, I Man, I really love Midsommar. I man, I fucking love it. <laughs> I just, uh, I really, really like it. it's. It's just so creepy and scary in the best way. The horror movie in the daytime angle is just, man, so good. I, I love the themes of it. I, I think people take it so seriously. Not to spoil it, but thematically, the movie is essentially about a breakup. In certain aspects, there's other things going on, like they're about grief and even just in a literal, literal and metaphorical sense, susceptibility to cults is a thing. But the the central thing about the breakup, some people take that a little too hard. Some some people some people take things personally sometimes. This movie and I this is a weird connection, but the movie Weathering with You, I've noticed some of the people that are negative on those movies, they're just. It's, it's, they're acting like it happened to them. I'm like, it's a movie, dude. Do you not understand what fiction is? I, I don't know what to tell you. Have you ever seen a film? Uh, like this isn't Midsommar is not telling you to do exactly what happens in the movie, but it, it's, it's a metaphor, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. And I think it's really interesting. And it, I, I don't even think it's trying to tell you to feel a certain way. It's just presenting something and being like, well, what about that? And I just, I don't know. It's great. It's so good. I love Mitsumar. Uh, here's a big one. Little Women. I I really enjoyed my time with that movie. I had a good time in theater. I feel like I was smiling for like a really big chunk of the movie. I don't know why I put it number 10. I, I think if I was to, if I was to examine myself a little bit, I think I was feeling a little guilty about as much as I'm like, girl power and female directors and female driven movies. Sometimes when I break down what my actual favorite movies are, there's a disturbing lack of representation. And sometimes when I'm organizing these lists, I will have those thoughts like, Ooh, not a lot of female directors in your top 10 there, Jake. 
maybe squeeze another one in. Uh, that feels like shitty to say. I don't, but I don't know what else to say. The fact of the matter is that was my thought process. And I really did like Little Women a lot. I love Greta Gerwig. I finally watched Lady Bird after I watched Little Women and it was fucking great. But uh, I wouldn't put it in my top 10. I don't know why I did that other than I was like, yeah, female driven, female directed movie. Uh, creep it into the top 10 so you seem like you're you're like i don't know a a supporter i don't know the fact of the matter is you like what you like and i'm not going to arbitrarily say i like films because of certain reasons uh of like oh but uh i mean but i have like i'm biased i I mentioned colin shipley's movie (laughs) and i still put it really high and i'm obviously biased i don't know little women was fine but it's not top 10 for me material. It may be top 10 for some people. I would totally understand that. It's a very good, pleasant, watchable movie. Very beautiful and very well acted. And I do think about it sometimes. I love that. It's kind of become a meme where uh, Sarah Saronin does that. Women. Like, I don't know how else to explain it other than it's just the women uh, scene. But it's good. But it's it's not top 10 for me. Uh, moving along, <laughs> really big one here, clean and slim. I even say in the video, Ooh, I put this a lot higher than I meant to, but I can't stop thinking about it. Guess what? Still true. Should have put it even higher. I love queen and slim. I will do an analysis video on it someday talking about why it's so fucking good. I love this movie. Daniel Kaluuya has Proven time and time again at this point, he won the fucking Oscar this year. Good for him for a movie that I have been putting off because I'm almost scared to watch it because I I hope I like it a lot. Judas and the Black Messiah, Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, who's maybe my favorite working actor possibly. Eh, I don't know. That's that's a tough competition because Mads Mikkelsen also exists. but uh, And so does, so does Nicole Kidman and all those. There's the... I love Lakeith Stanfield. We'll just leave it at that. We don't have to do any fucking actor rankings or anything, but, and Jesse Plemons, who I also love, I, I'm really looking forward to that movie. I'm, I'm almost like scared to watch it. Cause I just, I want to like it so bad. I'm like, sometimes I get paralyzed where I'm like, what if I don't like this as much as I should? It's why I put off watching, uh, in the move for love so long, not to tip my hand for a future episode, but I finally watched that literally two nights ago, I think. And, Maybe even last night. Gosh, did I? I can't even remember. But, I mean, it, it it's scary because sometimes you just really want to like something. And, and if it lets you down, it can be really bad. Some of my best movie experiences have been going in with really low expectations and then being surprised. Rarely do I go in with really high expectations and walk away being really happy. I'll just usually be like, yeah, I'm satisfied. It usually will never blow you out of the water if you have massive expectations. So I think that's why I put off Judas and the Black Messiah. That being said, Queen and Slim fucking rules. I love this movie. I I, I don't know what else to say. It, it's just, I love lovers on the run stuff. It's maybe my favorite genre. I was just talking to somebody recently and when they were trying to ask what kind of movies I like, and I was like, well, if you want to get specific, I love lovers on the run stuff. It, it's maybe my favorite stuff. I love an us against the world story. And this is just so well done. What a man, beautiful movie. Um, I realized I shouldn't spend too much time talking about each individual movie because I, 
do that in a whole ass YouTube video, which you should totally check out. I don't know if I stress that at the start, but it, it it's it's still a pretty well put together video, even if my list is is totally different two years later. <laughs> but <laughs> I love Queen and Slim. I would have put it even higher. And I'm going to in my final list, which you should stay tuned for. Ooh. <clears throat> my number eight was The Irishman. I really liked it. Didn't deserve to be that high. Don't know why I put it that high. I just thought it was good. I really liked the ending. Not sure what else to say about it. I love Scorsese. He's the best. Watch his TikToks with his daughter. They're hilarious. Um, number seven, another flex pick, uh, Miss White Light. I know the director... I've conversed with him several times. We are Facebook friends. <laughs> uh, that being said, this is legitimately an incredible movie. Uh, I, I like it a lot. It actually just came out finally recently, like on Amazon and stuff or VOD. It took a really long time to get distributed. And man, it's so good. It's so unique and interesting. I do want to watch it again sometime soon with the context in mind to see if it holds up as much as I thought, but I've only seen it once and it was in a really unique setting, which apparently I'm starting to realize does affect me more than I realize. I saw it at a film festival. It felt really special to be in a packed room watching this, but it's a really beautiful movie. Some of it I've, I've come to realize is maybe a little contrived. Maybe some of it's a little cliche. Maybe some of it's not as, like brilliant as I thought it was at the time, but it really made me feel a lot of things. What I want to do is, is get a copy of it and put it on for my family and see what happens. I'd be very curious to see how they respond to it, but it is a really good movie. I could not recommend it enough. And that's not just cause I like know some of the people that were involved with it. It's actually a really special movie. Paul Schulberg is a great director an incredible writer and he, all his stuff is worth checking out. And I'm really, I'm really, it, he's really, I'd say he's inspiring to me on, on a certain level because he's someone who seems like he has true talent. And from what I can tell, he works really hard. And eventually he got to a certain place where he was ma making filmmaking his career. And he even told me it was a grind. It took him over a decade to get to a place where that was actually his job. But if you have a little bit of perseverance and, and you have some actual talent, you, you can make it work. And, and I, I think part of it is you need to not be a complete scumbag too. And he's a good guy. So it just, it's exciting. I'm glad when I see people like him and Colin and people like that, when they're succeeding and they deserve it, it's just nice, but a bit of a biased pick. However, not completely crazy, uh, out of place on this list. We'll see where it lands in my final verdict, but yeah. Uh, number six is The Lighthouse. Oh boy. Um, I think this is actually a really good movie still. I think it's like almost an objectively perfect movie in the sense that the director clearly created the exact movie he wanted to create. That being said, I think I have a little bit of, I'm a little bit traumatized from this because just thinking it was such an interesting, unique movie meant I recommended it to some people and people fucking hate this movie. They f hate this movie. And looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I could see why I just thought it was funny and interesting, but geez, like some people despise this and it's kind of scarred me a little bit. That being said, it's still a good movie. Number six is 
Ooh boy, that is much too high for me. I, I would have put it a, a lot lower, not insanely lower, but I mean, I don't think about this movie very much. It didn't really affect me that much. I just thought it was really interesting at the time and I had seen it pretty recently. Eh, I don't know. Ready or not, I, I immediately bought this DVD. I've watched it several times. I love this movie. It's number five on my list. Uh, I think it's right where it needs to be. I love Ready or Not. I fucking love it. I don't know what else to say. I, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a dumb horror movie where they play hide and seek, but it fucking rules. So what are you going to do? Samara Weaving is fucking awesome in it. And she, she doesn't have to carry the movie because the movie itself is fun, but she still somehow carries it in a weird way carries it like uh in a fun like fanciful way and that it's even more better <laughs> wow words are escaping me ready or not not me i'm never ready for this shit but i'm always ready to watch ready or not again because it's awesome it'll probably be something i put on like for halloweens and stuff it'd definitely be one of my go-to like hey you ever seen this movie oh no okay cool let's throw it on it's it's just a lot of fun it's also like 90 minutes on the dot. Like, what more can you ask for? Uh, my number four was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Eh. Uh, I, the, it seems like the more the years go on, the cooler I get on Tarantino. That being said, I've seen this movie like at least three or four times now, shown it to my family. We all like it. It's a good movie. I, I think the problem is, it's just I'm so used to Tarantino being Tarantino at this point that almost nothing he does kind of shocks me anymore or wows me. And so I'm just kind of like, yeah, that was a Tarantino movie and that was neat. Cool. Moving on with my day. I, I don't find myself thinking about this film that often, but I do really like it. And I fucking own it on Blu-ray. It was like at Walmart for a, sh- a surprisingly cheap price. I was like, yeah, I'll snap that up. Absolutely. Um, I love Tarantino. He, he's formative for me, but it's just not, his stuff doesn't affect me as deeply as, I mean, say... I did the three colors trilogy recently, or I've been watching Wong Kar Wai movies. Like those all have made me think and hit me a lot harder than any Tarantino movie ever has. And so I really love him for what he does. And I'll always cherish his filmography, but yeah, I don't know. Once upon a time in Hollywood at four, I remember at the time thinking that was low, but honestly could probably stand to go even a little lower. That being said, I think it's still top 10 for this year material for sure. Uh, Uncut Gems, man, I really loved this movie at the time. I waned on it a little bit. I made my family watch it. They loved it, except for the ending. Spoilers, it's a little rough. But, uh, I mean, it's it's a great performance by Adam Sandler. It's tense, white-knuckle shit. The fact of the matter is I do still quote it all. The, I, the memes that came from it are amazing. The I disagree, Gary, and the this is how I win. All that stuff is so fucking good. Um, the movie is good. I remember watching it for the second time, knowing where everything was going, still being really tense, but also just being like, okay, yeah. S- some of it does just seem like a lot of people yelling all the time, but hey, it's got my boy Lakeith in it, and that counts for something, but a little too high on the list, I'd say. But here's maybe our first movie that's... Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> cut that out. Or don't, whatever. You're going to be lazy while you're editing this, so... Do whatever you need to do to get this episode out in what's well, less than two days. <laughs> uh, why did why have I why did I think this was the better answer than just editing an old episode? I, I don't know. I'll never know. 
I don't know why I do what I do. But number two was Parasite. I remember being like, oh, this was the best movie of the year, but I can't just be like, this is the best movie of the year. That's too cliche. So I'll put it at number two. Guess what? Spoilers for my for my redo video, uh, redo redux, whatever. Spoilers for my new list. Parasite's number one. It's the best fucking movie that came out this year in 2019. I'm talking about Parasite fucking rules. It's incredible. It's it's pretty much flawless. It's impeccable. It won best everything because it deserved it. It's one of the only times I've ever been like, hey, Oscars, you actually got it right. Shock Pikachu face. But Parasite's fucking awesome. It's an incredible film. I was able to show it to my entire family and they were fucking riveted by it. A movie with subtitles. It it's amazing. It deserves every accolade it's gotten. Maybe even more. It it's it's just a shame. It's like it's one of those movies that's just become almost just a teensy bit too overhyped. It's almost cliche to be like, oh yeah, Par- Parasite's a great movie. I really like, but it is. It's it's fucking incredible. I and it's also one of the greatest. Again, going back to my film going experience is kind of affecting how I view things, but. It's it's an all foreign language movie, so it had subtitles in the theater, and it was an incredible experience for me as a half deaf person to just watch a movie with fucking subtitles. It was so awesome. I just Parasite. It, it's so good. It's it's flawless. It's so watchable. Every moment is great. All the characters are so good. It made me go down an even deeper Korean cinema rabbit hole, and I'm grateful for that too. I like thirst with San Kang Ho as the lead with the the uh, Park Chan Wook movie. I adore that movie. I don't know if I would have ever watched it without having seen Parasite. It's just, I don't know. Parasite's fucking awesome. Uh, My number one film of the year, though, was Marriage Story. And I remember feeling, really feeling some type of way about the movie. The problem is, even though the movie is great, and rewatching the list reminded me of some of the scenes that I thought were so good. And I I end the whole video with the, being alive being alive I, lo- I love I mean I love that scene so much that being said geez I can't remember a lot of scenes from that movie and I haven't thought about it almost at all since I watched it and I haven't rewatched it it's it's great it's it's a, it's one of the best I think relationship dramas ever put to film but it hasn't stuck in my brain and I think that counts for something as far as this redo list goes so, yeah, number one film of the entire year. It's an overstatement for sure. I, I I think I was just trying to put something about Parasite just to be a bit of a deviator from the norm, a bit of a like a hipster. I don't know. I don't know what you would even to say. Ooh, you picked this other movie that was nominated for a billion Oscars that was on Netflix as your number one. How how niche of you, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's fallen it's fallen down the list a lot. That being said, I don't think it's left top 10 territory because it is still an incredible movie. It's just not one I've thought about a lot. So, without further ado, it's going to sound like I cut, but I didn't. But I am going to cut right here to take a drink. <laughs> so, what the fuck am I doing? The new and improved Jake's Jake Ryan Baker's 2019 best films. <laughs> <laughs> my best 2019 films of all time. Now, my best films of 2019, my new list. Let's go. And we're going from top down because, well, 
I don't know. No, you know what? Uh, we'll go from bottom because, yeah, we'll go from. I don't. It doesn't really matter. I've practically tipped my hand in every regard as to far, how this is going to shake out. But okay, so I've got in brackets here. I have us, Booksmart, and all creatures here below. I think those are basically my honorable mentions. I think that's where I'm at right now. I wanted to maybe fit those three in in like my ten slot. They just didn't quite make the cut, but they're super worth mentioning. I love all three movies, um, but they didn't make my top 10. So my official top 10, if I'm reading my own fucking list correctly, because I made a lot of last second changes and drew some arrows around, but I think my new top 10 is number 10, Uncut Gems. Do still really like that movie, so but it barely makes the list at 10. My number nine is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Again, really like the movie, just not the top five material anymore for me. And then if I'm looking at this correctly, I'm so sorry, this is confusing, but I'm looking at this dumb list I made like an hour ago and I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I should have just straightened this out, but my number eight is Miss White Light. So it dropped one spot, but still still holding strong in the top 10. Miss White Light, great movie. Uh, so definitely, again, reiterating, there's nothing else you check out that I've mentioned on this or in my YouTube video. Miss White Light is definitely one that I know a lot of people haven't even heard of, let alone seen. Super check it. I want it I'd love to hear people's thoughts on it. I'd love to know if you think I'm just blowing smoke up this movie's ass if maybe I really am just that biased and I'm too blind to see it. I genuinely think it's a great movie and I don't think that's my bias talking. I think it's just that I think it's a really just a good indie drama and I fucking love that shit. So I don't know. Uh, Marriage stories clocking in at number seven now, pretty hard fall from grace, but Hey, it's still in the top 10. Love me some scar Joe love Adam driver was just talking about this movie with a friend and I do I do really like it. It's just, it, I can't remember a lot of it. So I think that says something about the, it's not the call. It's just, I don't know. Some other stuff kicked it out, but I do think the stuff that sticks must be more meaningful to me. That's about the only way I can deduce things anymore. And we got ourselves a new entry here. Finally, number six portrait of a lady on fire. I was right in my, uh, guess in my original video that if I had seen the movie, it would have been very high on my list. As it stands right now, it's clocking in number six. It's a little lengthy. It's a little uh, loves it loves its lingering stuff. But man, it is a gorgeous movie, and it is spoilers for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Just go watch it. If you haven't seen it, skip to skip ahead ten seconds. Such a beautifully tragic movie. I love the way it ends and it really crushes your, your heart in the best way. It just, it's just good. It deserved all the hype it got. I'm really sad. I hadn't seen it before I made the original video, but Hey, I have now and it's awesome. I love it. Number five, exact same spot that it was before ready or not. Yeah, let's go. I love ready or not. It's my, I, I don't a hundred percent believe in guilty pleasures, but if there is one on my, best of 2019 list it is this one but i don't care i love it i've watched it several times i think it was my go to bed movie for a while if you've listened to the show at all you know i have my go to bed movies <laughs> my my little cycles 
where I watched the same movie like for a month, like this, like the first 10 minutes of the same movie <laughs> for a month straight because I just fall asleep. But yeah, I love Ready or Not. Number four, Queen and Slim. Oh yeah. Uh, rocketed from nine to four. I love Queen and Slim. I just can't stop thinking about it. I've never, it's never left my brain. I remember even leaving the theater just being like, wow, I just, that was pretty cool, but there's a lot of problems there, which basically parodying exactly what I said in my YouTube video, but it, it, it's true. I just, I, I remember thinking, Ooh, okay. That was that interesting. Hmm, I'm going to have to think about that. And the fact of the matter is I have thought about it a lot and I just love it. It's man, what a gorgeous movie. I really hope that it becomes maybe like a cult classic in the future. I think it's a movie that'll stand the test of time, not just because of the messages of the film, but just because it's so watchable. I feel like if you put it on in front of anybody, they would be kind of sucked in by it. It's it's just, man, Queen and Slim rules. Number three, Under the Silver Lake. I already spent an enormous amount of time talking about it, but Under the Silver Lake is just, man, it's fucking good. And it's got so much going on underneath the hood. I, I cannot wait to dive into this movie again. And I cannot wait to buy the weird Japanese poster I saw of it that it's it, it will be on my wall someday under the silver lake. Yes. Number two, you might've guessed from how I was talking about it, the other movies. And since it hasn't appeared yet, number two, Midsommar. Yes. It's fucking awesome. I, I love Midsommar. It, it's just, it, I don't know. It's one of the greatest horror movies that's been made in recent memory and knocked my socks off. I was just mesmerized while I was watching. I, I feel like I was even smiling during big chunks of it. Cause I was just so engaged by it. It's just, man, I was like, Oh, you can make movies like this. This is fucking awesome. I love Midsommar. And then no spoilers to anyone. Number one is parasite. Parasite's awesome. It deserves everything it's been given. And it, and it honestly, it deserved a number one of my original video. And I didn't give it to it because I was, trying to be I was trying to go against the grain and do something unique the fact of the matter is parasite deserved number one and I'm rectifying that now it gets number one of my of my rectified list my redux my redo and there it is my new real top 10 that will maybe be different in a year or two I think I've had enough time to meditate on everything I've seen from that year there's still a lot that I've missed from that year that I'll get around to but I feel a lot more comfortable with this list and where everything is. Uh, I think I learned a lot of lessons going back through it. And over the few last several months thinking about, wow, you made that video and you were so wrong about certain things. And it's kind of funny. Just, it makes me feel a little better about how long it's taking to make my 2020 video. Cause the longer it goes, the more certain I can be of some of my picks. I can be like, well, I've had months to be like, do I still like that movie? And, and so even though it's going to be late, I, I think it'll be a little bit more of a solid video. Um, I hope you guys are looking forward to it. I hope you guys didn't hate this foray into whatever the fuck this was me reviewing myself. I don't know. I was going to do a short film as a filler episode. And I just, I started watching that trip to the moon movie from like 1902 and it was like giving me anxiety for some reason. And I was like, I, I can't, I don't know why I can't handle this, but I'm going to put this down. But I think it's an idea I'll visit if I need to do filler. I think doing a short film 
for a filler episode would be pretty, I think it's a solid idea. I think short films don't get as much credit as they deserve either, but it's something I'll maybe do down the line. But for now, I had this idea tonight, thought I'd wing it. I made it 53 minutes already somehow. My plan was to be in and out in 30. But <laughs> I said at the beginning of this, I need to learn to be less indulgent, and here I am. But hey, if you listen to this, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, let me know. Let me know. <laughs> let me know at Clear Tinted Classics at Gmail. Let me know at uh, Clear Tinted Classics on Facebook. I have a Facebook page for my for my podcast. If you want to follow that, uh, all I do is post that the episodes are out, and if you already or subscribed or whatever, then that's useless to you. Maybe I should do more. Maybe I should do more fun stuff with my podcast page. Like, yeah, I should do that. I should just make little posts or little, little fun teasers telling people what's coming up. I used to do my filler episodes were telling you what movie was next so you could watch it. I should start doing that. Yeah. This is, this is content me thinking of things, but Hey, <laughs> you guys are great. I love you so much. If you, if you if, literally, if you're hearing my voice right now, you're you're even if i don't know you you are special to me because you listen to this for some reason and i don't know why it it i don't know it's validating in a way and i hope you have a good day a good night a good week a good year a good life i hope it's awesome for you i wish that for you i wish that for everybody let's all just be good people and watch good movies you know uh but hey that's gonna do it for me uh, I've been your host, <laughs> Jake. The fuck am I hey, I'm gonna catch you guys on the flip flop later. Goodbye. Cracking. Uh, goodbye, guys. <laughs> Bye.